0: And welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I am Ruben Morehouse. I'm Elliot DeVald. And this fortnight we actually have a special guest with us, Victor Rubio from the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Hi Victor.
1: Hey guys, how you doing?
0: Good, good. Um, so yeah, I guess it's kind of a spoiler what you bring to us when you run your own podcast about <laughs> that piece of media. <laughs> But why don't, let's pretend we don't know what what you're going to bring to us, and you can introduce it.
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked, Ruben. Uh, so basically, I host the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, and I break down each episode of the HBO show Six Feet Under. Uh, we are we're in middle season two, but like yeah, we we discuss each episode sort of as if it was airing today.
0: Okay. Um, so I just want to jump in here and say one thing, which is that I love the name because you have the the double meaning of digging, like you're (laughs) digging six feet under. And I just want to say, this is more a question to Elliot. (laughs) Why didn't we come up with a better name for our podcast? Uh, I think (laughs) we (laughs) We have this kind of loose medical theme going on and it doesn't really, I don't know. We
2: tried, we couldn't come up with anything better. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) Well, um, Let's,
0: let's, jump into, let's jump into the show. Vic, do you want to talk about like, why it's great enough that you host a podcast about it?
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, in the podcasting world, I always wanted to do a podcast, and I sort of never knew where I wanted to put that effort towards. Uh, I could have been just another guy who simply turns on his mic and talks about whatever I want to talk about with my friends, but sort of my catch to the six feet under was uh, I'm an actual funeral director. And the show Six Feet Under deals with a family who lives in a funeral home, around the funeral business. So you know, being as good as the show is, and you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, it was rather simple on my end to just be like, okay, why don't I talk about this show, which uh, stood somewhat stood this test of time in its greatness? And I just thought, what could be better than that? Well, people talk
0: about like when they're talking about like medical dramas, they talk about like what's the most accurate medical drama. Like people say Scrubs is super accurate and whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it is is six feet under like accurate
1: to the life of, of funeral directors? Here's what's funny about that is is that's sort of my, my hook in the show is where I'll sort of break off from the storyline and I'll be like, you know, hey, they are not embalming the right way or this is what they're doing. <laughs> For the most part uh, the show sticks pretty well. They definitely had some inside knowledge on the funeral industry. They had a yeah. funeral director there, sort of, you know, had to be shoveling them info, because for the most part, it sticks to it. Shoveling There's always them some. Info. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even that wasn't even um, um intentional, but man, we, I'm just... we're trying to keep it serious,
0: Victor. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess that's something you never really hear about. You hear about, like, military consultants for whatever, or, like, pers- police consultants for cop, for cop dramas, but you don't hear about, like, funeral director consultants for these kind of things.
1: Yeah, and they exist, you know, just like anything else.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that they got a kind of accurate look at it.
1: All right, um,
0: so you've talked about the podcast. Let's talk about what what is Six Feet Under.
1: Well, like I said, Six Feet Under is... It takes a dark, humorous look at the funeral business, but more importantly, a family that runs the funeral business. Uh, The main setting for the show is the funeral home, and members of the family simply live upstairs. So it it takes this, you know, basically, if I was to tell you, it's a show about death, and it is, and it's like, well, why would anyone want to watch that? But then what if I said, each episode is pretty damn funny, because it somehow manages to take death and make it funny but it's not mm. it's not campy it's 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 it doesn't lend itself too much to uh fiction it's rather you know modern day and time and in the present uh that being said it's just it, it, it's a different show you're not used to uh i don't i don't think this is a spoiler of sorts but each episode starts out with a death yeah so that alone is like every time you have someone different dying for a different reason and whatnot. you know right
0: Okay, so what kind of genre would you fit it into then? Does it does it fit neatly
1: into a box like a family comedy kind of thing? <laughs> uh I may be overselling the comedy cuz if that's where your mind went, it's definitely it I wouldn't categorize it as comedy. If I was to, I would go under the dark comedy. But I would I would okay. definitely categorize it more as a drama. It's definitely more on the there's there's more story, there's more emotions involved than there is anything else. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting. I guess it I don't know. It kind of seems like it doesn't neatly fit into any box, which just means it's harder to kind of categorize.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what
0: about the show is the thing that made you say, oh, you know, this is the kind of show I would want to do a podcast about, besides the whole funeral director angle? The
1: great thing about this show is, and it's why I thought it was somewhat of a safe pick, is this show is really deep and it makes you question a lot of your own I want to say life decisions, but what's going on in your own life. So there's always sort of the storyline that's on the surface, but there's always like this net of the idea of death and, you know, your mortality. and You know, that's something a lot of people don't talk about, and this show sort of brings it to the forefront. So when I do a podcast episode, I could talk about the story, but I always have this net to fall on where, you know... How, what are your decisions when you're going to die? Like, have you ever yeah. thought about that? What's your experience? Has anyone ever close to you died? How close do you relate to a character? Because it is, it's uh, quote unquote real life, right? We're talking about a TV yeah. show. Uh, so there's always that. It, the show always asks these larger questions, which is something easy to talk about, you know? Yeah,
0: I guess death is such a, a weird topic in like today's society. And maybe you, as a funeral director, have a bit more experience with dealing with that kind of thing than us regular Joes. But I, I don't know. It's an interesting
1: topic for a TV show to, t- to try and, like, systematically tackle. And it's weird. I haven't seen anything since. Nothing that dealt with the funeral home setting as closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creator of the show is Alan Ball. And if you know him, he's done a lot of, you know, great, great uh, TV series and movies. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't seen anything that's come close to it, uh, you know, in terms of that setting.
0: Okay, so you would say that it's very much
1: about depicting like people's relationship with death. Uh, sort of. Like, I if I had to pie <laughs> chart it, if I had to pie chart it, it's it's dealing dealing with death, but all you know what? That's a fair statement. It's dealing with death, but dealing it in your everyday life. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not every day you're thinking about dying, but it's just it's there. You know the the, right. the the person who dies in that episode sort of lends like the background the dropscape to that episode
0: well I'm kind of envisaging it in my head as like there's this core family who run the funeral home and they're so comfortable with death that it's not like a big deal for them, but then presumably there's people involved with the actual deceased who come in and, and take part in the story from
1: week to week uh yeah that, that's a that's a really really well synopsis, yeah, that's kind of exactly how it is.
0: And then I imagine those people who come in, who who are like whatever friends with or family of the person who has died,
1: they have to actually kind of deal with the issues through them in an interesting way. Sort of too. And uh, since we can't talk about spoilers here, uh, <laughs> the 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 idea of someone I'm going to stutter here because I can't. I don't know how to talk about the spoiler for uh, the death. The death. The death le- lends itself to the episode in more ways than one. I think that's the best way okay. I could put it.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come back to that statement
1: <laughs> after we've watched the show.
2: So my girlfriend's actually been trying to get me to watch this show for years. So I'm probably going to okay. get in trouble for mm-hmm. finally watching it because somebody else told me to. <laughs> um but uh it goes it goes for quite a few seasons and stuff is this something that we should just go to the beginning and and watch in order or or are there certain certain episodes you you think we should skip to because i think there's too many for us to probably get through in two weeks from memory not with that attitude elliot
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's fair to say, because you're asking to cram, you know, five seasons worth in a short amount of time. I would say if, if you wanted, you definitely need to watch the pilot because the pilot is without a doubt the best description of the show. Uh, I think you could sort of do like season one pilot, season two pilot, then you could kind of go season three, season four finale. And then from there, pick and choose how much of season five you want to watch. Because I think, you know, you'll get an idea of the characters and sort of what's going on. You may not know everything, obviously, right? But I think it gives the best description of, of, of and, you know, the the capsule of Six Feet Under.
0: Well, maybe what we can do is, Elliot, you, you kind of pick and choose some episodes throughout it. And I'll start from, you know, season one, episode one, and just gun it and see how much I can get through. And we'll see whether we have different impressions of the show after that. Yeah, okay um cool god i didn't realize it was five seasons <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I think a I bit. To, i don't know what's
2: rethink it- <laughs> what i just said it's hbo <laughs> it's hbo right so it's not going to be like 25 episodes a season sure.
1: no they they follow the the 12 slash 13 episodes a season okay okay that's 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 slightly better than <laughs> i
0: suppose <laughs> <laughs> um awesome well yeah i mean i I, I I know that there's a lot of things that I kind of want to touch on with the show, but I feel like we can't get into the specifics of, like, the show and its relationship with death and all the really meaty stuff until we have actually watched the show, or else you're going to spoil stuff for us.
1: Yeah, it's sort of hard to do it, because we could, you know, once you see the pilot, there's stuff we could grab onto, but if, if I'm just sort of selling you it without you ever watching it, there's definitely items I have to leave out.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I guess we'll we'll, we'll meet back in two weeks and we'll actually have watched... As much of it as we can, Mm. Um, and we'll talk about it then. All right, so I'll pass us off to future versions of ourselves right now. Thanks, past me. Yes, so I'm here to tell you that this next part of Media MD will contain spoilers for season one of Six Feet Under, as well as some light spoilers for uh, the rest of the show, but not too many. I hadn't watched any more than season one, and I didn't feel like the spoilers were too much. But you might want to be careful in this next episode because we do lightly touch on. Uh, Some stuff If you haven't watched Six Feet Under I would highly recommend You do it No spoilers But we both Quite enjoyed it Elliot and myself Um So we'll wait right here For you to watch it
2: And we'll see you After the break
0: And we are back Two weeks later (sighs) Two weeks Well it was more like Three weeks But whatever Um (laughs) Yeah, so Six Feet Under, before we start talking about this show, I think we should talk about, we, we mentioned at the briefly at the end of the last episode that <laughs> we were going to do a little bit of a weird kind of viewing experiment with the order of the episodes. Um, so Elliot, do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, so I started off basically trying to do the first two and the last two episodes of each season um mm. the idea being because because uh you said you really wanted one of us to sort of see the ending um so that was yeah. my way to sort of skip to the last season um and I thought I'd be diluting how much I was missing by just sort of skipping the middle of the seasons um but mm. it's a really serialized show so that did not end up being <laughs> the case um I yeah. was I was starting to this- watching
0: through it so, oh,
2: I it. I was starting the second last episode of each season, and I was like, I had no idea what was happening. There were always new characters, and so after the end of season two, I just skipped straight to season five and watched all of that. And yeah, that was sort of much better. But I think to people at home, just just watch it all in order. Don't skip anything. Just watch it in the proper order. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: So I guess I'll since I went through it like in the normal order that a human being should watch it in from the first episode of season one. Um, I guess I'll give a little bit of a, I want to give a little bit of a plot summary. But first, I just want to know, Elliot, like, what do you think happened in season one in those episodes that you missed? I'm quite curious to see if you can pick it.
2: <laughs> well, oh, I'll have to remember because cause I ended up jumping around a bit. I'm trying to remember what was actually at the end of season one. So, Nate had the the brain thing at that point, right? Yep yep um and so that i guess was at the very end yeah uh and so i guess his plot had just sort of been him and brenda had been sort of together and trying to make that work i guess
0: <laughs> well you missed a lot of episodes yeah i i've I changed my mind this is a boring game i'm just going to <laughs> um so uh basically each of the four characters has their own little arc right over the first season yeah. Um, so I'll just give the summary. I've just forgotten. Victor, oh, you I- have to remind me. What's the What's the mum's name? Ruth. Ruth. Uh, Ruth.
1: Ruth. Yeah. Okay. Played cool. by Frances Conroy. Yep. Oh, yes. She also, was so good. Tell me, she was really.
2: Did you yeah. see what yeah. happened to Claire's first boyfriend, the one from school who OD'd?
0: Yeah. So he he OD'd and he kind of fell off the wagon a bit, and then his brother accidentally shot himself with a gun, and then yeah. he really fell off the wagon, and then at the end of season one, there starts to be this like he starts to fall into his old ways and is kind of going into becoming a criminal. Yeah, because then... That's where season one kind of ends.
2: Okay, because that was like the last I saw of him. Okay,
0: so let me do my summary. So that's basically Claire's story. She she meets a guy and then nothing really happens with that, and then that kind of starts happening again. She doesn't really have a, a character arc over season one that much. Towards the end, she kind of has some development about like learning who she is and stuff, but... Her character arc doesn't really go anywhere definitive,
1: I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Her she's kind of a, a satellite character. Because definitely by
2: by season five, like when I skipped to season five, I could definitely see how. Yeah, in a lot of ways, she'd sort of become the center, particularly in the finale. Um, without going into mm. spoilers. Um, yeah. Uh, so they, I've only
0: seen I've <laughs> I've seen all of season one, and that's it. So <laughs> don't don't drop too much into the ending there. No, I still but obviously get it unspoiled.
2: The, uh, the ending of the finale in particular sort of revolves around Claire a lot more than I thought the start of the series had.
0: Yeah, which is good. I mean, she's quite an interesting character. It's just that she doesn't really have that much to do at the start, I feel like. Um. Anyway, so uh, I guess we'll go Nate's story. Nate's story is that he kind of comes back and is trying to become a part of this family that he ran away from. And at the same time, it's all about his relationship with Brenda, who is the woman that he meets, and her... Uh, bipolar brother who is kind of getting in the way and also quite unhinged a lot. And the series kind of ends with him... The season ends with him um, being committed and them kind of committing to each other, I guess. And then he also gets in a car crash and has some brain injury. Uh, Brain, like... What is it? It's like a... a, a they ABM. find out he has some kind of disease. Yeah, he has AVM. Yeah. Um, so then David's story is basically he is... Uh, he becomes a deacon at his church, and he, since he is gay, he kind of is struggling to accept himself in relation to his church. And there's this, there's this interesting few moments at the at the end of the se- season where um, the the second last in the second last episode, the the person who dies at the start, you know, someone dies at the start of each episode. The the dead body for this episode is a is a young uh, gay man who's like early 20s i think and he's he, he was murdered he was like a victim of a hate crime
2: um that was the second last one right yeah yeah, yeah that I one think was so intense
0: yeah and then this this um david keeps seeing this young man and kind of he's all beaten up as he as he was like when he was dead right he's all beaten up and he's kind of like this ghost that keeps haunting david and kind of pushes him to accept who he is and try and like come out as a as a gay man And that's kind of David's story is coming to terms with his faith as well as who he is. Um, And Ruth's story is kind of coming to terms with the fact that she has been married to this guy who died in the very first episode, the, the, the patriarch of the family. And she's kind of trying to get out from this just being a housewife and a mother life that she had before, basically. I reckon Ruth was... I didn't like her character that much, but her character was so... Frances Conroy played her so perfectly and her character was so well acted, she was just like amazing to watch.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, cause that's that's interesting because like hearing you talk about this season one arcs is filling in some gaps, which is nice, but um <laughs> Yeah. It's also it's interesting how different a lot of their season five arcs are. Like there was clearly a lot of character growth in the middle that I've just sort of skipped. Yeah. Um like, so for instance, David's by the time you get to season five, David sort of accepted himself a lot more. Um, mm. And that arc has sort of finished. And then it's more about, um, I mean, at that point, he, it season five, his arc is really about these kids that he's adopting and sort of how they fit into everything. Um,
0: We've been talking about the, the plot for a while. Yeah. I, I want to jump into what actually makes the show good. And hopefully you'll agree with me on this, Victor. I remember we talked about, when you were describing the show to us in the first part of the episode, Victor, I remember I kind of got the false impression that it's a comedy. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and and so, I mean, obviously the show is a drama, but the very first scene in the show is this <laughs> kind of very exemplifies its weird dark humor, which is it opens with this ad for, like, the new line of Hearse, the new model car of Hearse, right? Yeah. And throughout the first episode, there are all these fake ads for like oh this is the newest and latest and greatest like casket this is you know the new embalming fluid that you should be using um and it's relevant to the plot because it kind of sets up this conglomerate uh, that they talk about a bit later but it's just this weird the show has very weird sense of humor that comes out at very unexpected times (laughs) it's very strange like one of the things i talk about which kind of speaks to the weirdness of the show is that since there is a dead body like a, a death in every episode um in a lot of these episodes the characters will see hallucinations of the person who has died and that will kind of guide their the the kind of moral or their character arc through that episode right
2: but just to make it clear that to people who haven't seen it it's not like a supernatural they're seeing them it's more like a
1: um it's, it's just a personification just, it's more like their subconscious
2: yeah it's a personification yeah, exactly. of their arguments exactly. within themselves yeah
1: yeah, and
0: it's—I mean, maybe Victor,
1: you can speak to how accurate that is. Maybe you get hallucinations
0: of the bodies that you're embalming. But <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, there,
1: like, there, there's a guy I embalmed yesterday who's sitting right next to me. If you want to talk to him, <laughs> he's, he's helping you. out. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and it's this very—it's this like it's obviously a very weird and surreal thing, but it's played in Six Feet Under completely for dramatic purposes and completely to guide the character arcs i don't know it's just a very weird and interesting show it i don't know
2: i also like it's hard to kind of i i just like the deaths themselves they're always a sort of interesting way to open the episode because there was always something odd or bizarre about them so like in in season five there's this one where this guy's just sort of trekking through the uh like trekking along the path and he stops to take a break and you're just expecting him to sort of grab his heart and curl over. And then like a bobcat just jumps out and like mauls his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, well, and then there are other the ones. One the,
0: the, the one at the end of season one is um, the, one of the main antagonists in the show, a guy who kind of represents this conglomerate of funeral chains, is talking to his boss and they're playing golf. And she's about to hit the ball and then she kind of grabs her heart and you're like, oh, "Oh, you know, she's going to die and then that's going to spur the thing. And then she's like, oh, no, that was just heartburn. And then she hits the golf ball and it flies off and hits some random woman in the head who dies. (laughs) And that's it's like this weird fake-out where you are like, oh, this person's going to die and it's going to motivate the plot and then it kind of just completely pivots away from that. Hmm. That's another example of the weird sense of humour that this show has, which is, I think, one of its strengths is how it is able to blend the drama and the humour so effectively. Yeah,
2: but I, I thought the deaths were really good for sort of covering, like, a, a lot of the stuff is sort of dealing with the fact of how inevitable and unpredictable death is and all that, and these opening scenes always yeah. sort of really highlighted that, because they were all, like, the, the causes of the deaths were always just so sudden and, and ridiculous, um, or, mm. un, or like, unridiculous, they were, they were just so normal.
0: Just to talk about the kind of unexpectedness of death represented in the show, they do this thing where, I don't know if you if you guys had this same experience, but I would be watching an episode, and the episode, let's say the the one just before Claire's um, on again, off again boyfriend ODs, the, the episode ends with her finding out that he has attempted to kill himself, right? Mm. And since you know in your head the next episode is going to start with a death, there's this there's this very strong thing of like, oh, this is exactly what's going to happen in my head. Like before I even watch the next episode, I'm thinking, oh, he's, uh, he's going to OD and that's going to be the death and then that's how it's going to play out. And every time I thought that, it happened t- once or twice where they would have these cliffhangers of me expecting to know who the death was going to be in the next episode. It was I was always completely wrong, right?
1: <laughs> they always do intentional misdirects yeah. where it's yeah. almost when, when you start out, it's like, all right, I know somebody's gonna die, who and how. And you're like, oh, it's gonna be that one. It's gonna be this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny that you said you had picked up a character. I, I my entire time watching it, I had never like predicted from a prior episode what it was gonna be. But I also kind of have the background of like, I know the death cap I call them the death capsules in the beginning. I know yeah. it's always some random person that just has like five minutes on screen.
0: Coming into it, my knowledge was Like, and this was obviously reinforced throughout the episode was a character dies at the start of every, like someone (laughs) dies right at the start of every episode. And so I was thinking in my head, like, oh my God, this is where they are hinting. Like, this is what the death is going to be and have to keep watching to find this out. Or there's at the end of the, at the end of episode 12, the one just before the season finale, um, Brenda and and Nate get into a car crash and I'm like, you know, fuck, this is going to be the death capsule for the next episode.
2: Yeah. I thought it was going to be Brenda. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I was wrong. Like they took it in a completely different direction, which kind of speaks to the, the, uh, the message of the unpredictability of death that the show is going for. But I don't know. It was just a really interesting kind of cliffhanger because it wasn't even set up as a cliffhanger. It was just things that I knew about the show meant that I thought one thing was going to happen and it didn't. I don't know. It was it was interesting reaction.
2: There's um there's a great moment for this towards the end of season five. Uh, I'll I'll try and avoid. Speaking of spoils, but Victor, Victor, Victor <laughs> yeah. you're probably aware Thanks. of the of the big death I'm talking about, uh, uh-huh. and how they sort of they make you they they psych you out. I think multiple times um, with how that's going to go down, and then and then it sort of does right at the end of one of the episodes, and leads into yeah. the capsule, the next one. Um, and that was mm. that was such an intense but also calm moment when it sort of went down.
0: Mm. Well, th-
2: yeah, that's interesting.
0: I feel like since the, throughout the first series, uh, the first season, they the only times they really deal with death are from the uh, from the perspective of these um, of the of the death death capsules. I mean, the series starts with with the the patriarch, their father, dying. And that kind of spirals out through the first three episodes of how they're dealing with this, especially in Claire's story. Her, her dealing with her father's death is kind of one of her core themes for the first season. Um, outside of that, they only deal with death from an outsider perspective throughout most of the show. And so it would be quite interesting to see it since you just mentioned there is a big death in season five. I'm assuming it's one of the characters or yeah. you know, Rico or whatever. I think it would be quite interesting to see how they play with dealing from death from an insider perspective and whether that's different, how, how, they, how they deal with it, basically.
1: It, it, it's funny because I, I kind of, and I guess you would get this more if you kind of watched watch more episodes closely, but like sort mm. of the theme of the Fisher family is how they deal with this heavy thing of death and everything, right? But they're kind of all closed off to each other. It's like a common theme where, like, Nate and David, who are brothers, and they do have moments where they, you know, they kind of say, I love you, but it's, like, placed on a pedestal of how much, like, they finally get to that point where something as I love you to your brother is just something that should be maybe not said every day, but every once in a while, you know, that's your brother. Uh, But being that they work so closely to death and, uh, you know, every episode, any given moment you could die, it's almost they don't talk about it. And they don't hmm. they don't quote unquote feel so well. Except it's interesting in the last like episode s- <laughs> of season one. <laughs> well, right, right. What I'm saying it's interesting to be like. I wonder how they take it, being that that's what they do. You know, yeah. And again, it's yeah. spoilers to talk about how they do take it, but it's kind of the thread or, or of the show or the theme is that this family who all lives in the same house and family business and they all couldn't be further apart from each other. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think
0: that the one of the core strengths of the show is the relationship between, between David and Nate, or each of the individual relationships between the four main characters, right? And maybe yeah. Rico, who is kind of an employee of theirs who, who works with them, is kind of sub to that as well, because they also have quite interesting relationships. But it's just... It is it is a family drama at its core and it, the, the whole engagement of the show is watching how this family relates to each other and interacts with each other in quite interesting ways. Um, mm-hmm. And how that develops as well. Uh, so like at the start of season one, there are, you can tell that they're quite disconnected as a family, but as events progress, Claire does a couple of things where she goes off and like does stuff and um, Nate or David find out and they obviously don't want to tell their mother, and so they, they kind of cover for each other very naturally in a way that is quite true to how families operate, and it kind of shows them growing together as a family. Or, or they do a similar thing where uh, Nate and Claire find out that David is gay and he hasn't come out to them or to his mother yet, and so they don't think his mother will take it very well. They don't think Ruth will take it very well, so they uh, they they kind of just weave around it, interestingly, like... Nate will say something like, oh, how's that girl you went out with last night, David? And he'll kind of look at, David will look at Nate being like, shut the fuck up, you know? Um, I just thought it was very kind of, it was very real as a show, which made it quite engaging to watch, I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I thought the two words I'd used to describe it were real and raw. Um, Mm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and although there are these kind of elements of, like, the cactus hallucinating or whatever, it's 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 never played as unreal. It's played as, you know, projecting their personalities onto these hallucinations and then um, kind of developing through that.
2: Yeah, the hallucinations, I, I felt they served more as an alternative to internal monologues, really. Like, yeah. That's essentially yeah, what that's they fair. are. Um, but they, they actually, it allows a sort of interactive conversation, which is more interesting
0: and kind of works better on a tv show medium than just a character stopping and, and looking upwards and thinking out <laughs> <that> loud <laughs> um yeah so uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about Elliot or Victor about the show or we can kind of uh talk about our, our scores for it and wrap it up
1: uh no I just I just like like you guys said that it, it's kind of it's like an in, an interesting look at a family. And it's funny just listening to you guys who one kind of started it and one kind of ended it. It's kind of funny to hear like both of your takes on it. And, you know, it's really interesting because there's so much middle ground that both of you don't have. But you both have like the core points of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Well,
2: because I I mean, starting in season five, I caught the very, very, or more, more the aftermath of the whole, I think her name was Lisa
1: right um but see that's interesting yeah yeah
2: so i i've sort of i've heard of her name i never saw her i obviously know of maya but yeah like it it was clear i have no idea what you guys are talking
1: (laughs) about that's so funny (laughs) to me because if you talk six feet under to anyone you say hey have you watched six feet under lisa is like top five names you would discuss yeah but both of you have no idea who she is i i i know
2: i know about three things about her um, mm. but yeah, and it was very clear like <laughs> as as I'm hearing all this, I'm just like, man, I've missed so much, um, yeah, well, okay,
0: well, let's talk about Elliot, are you gonna go back are you gonna what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah, I think I will, um, like I said uh previously, my girlfriend has sort of been pushing this show on me for a while, and so she's keen to sort of rewatch it, so I think we'll just mm. sort of head back to and and fill in all the various gaps.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to keep going with the show as well. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I guess we'll segue into our kind of final comments here. I guess, yeah, what what we were talking about. It's just like it's a good drama. It's got it's got moments of comedy to kind of break up the drama a bit and and keep you um, invested without getting emotionally drained. You just want to watch this family and kind of the events in their life and see how it happens. It's like a reality TV show, but it's like interesting, <laughs> Scripted you know, um, yeah, scripted. Um, yeah. Well, the comparison to a reality TV show is, is stupid, but it's, you just want to watch these, <laughs> these characters and kind of their life. It's just a very engaging family drama. So yeah, I'd give it like an eight and a half or a nine out of 10 for sure.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's been a it's been a long time since just a a pure drama show has really drawn me in this much and hit me with the highs and lows that it's trying to to hit me with. Um, so I was going to give it a nine as well.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to fill in the gaps between season one and five, like we've been talking, <laughs> uh, I host the podcast on the show. I am a licensed funeral director and. I kind of speak a lot on the side of, you know, all the funeral stuff you see when, you know, Nate's downstairs eating a sandwich on the embalming table. I could tell you exactly how gross that is. <laughs> um,
0: exactly what to say is he's
1: going to get. You know, and just sort of like, they just sort of stage stuff to look like an embalming, but I tell you, that's not how they're doing or they're, they're Hollywooding mm-hmm. it up. And, you know, we just kind of talk about everything that goes about it. But, yeah, like uh, I'm uh, digging six feet under. And if you search for me on iTunes, you can find me there. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, probably some other places I don't know of. And I have a website at diggingpodcast.com. <laughs> and sometimes when I go on other podcasts, I kind of – like there's there's an episode where I talked about the entire embalming process. So just little stuff like that. I just like to <laughs> awesome. inform people about it. So. Yeah, check it out. I was out listening if you're to some
0: of the Digging Six Feet Under episodes towards uh-huh. the end of season one to kind of get your perspective yeah. on them before we recorded. And yeah. you had a guest on. I, I can't remember his name, but he was an author. And um, you guys were talking about um, <laughs> these kind of parade funerals that like celebrations oh, that New, people would have. New Orleans funerals, yeah. Yes, New Orleans funerals. And I thought that was very fascinating to find out about all these kind of different funerary traditions that people have. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend people go check it out.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks for
0: joining us, and thanks for bringing us six feet under. It was uh, a real hit.
1: No, I'm I'm really glad this was this was awesome and very interesting. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That wraps up another episode of media md hope you enjoyed it we enjoyed making it um so if you want to connect with us we have a website which is MediaMDpodcast.com, and we have a twitter which is at media md podcast um is there something i'm forgetting elliot
2: facebook we have a facebook
0: that's true we have a facebook we have a email address if you just search media md podcast i'm sure you can find a bunch of ways to connect with the show we're getting up there. We're almost at the top of the Google rankings. It's just There's there's this one podcast that released three episodes like seven years ago and they're still beating us somehow. But anyway, um, uh, next fortnight we will be taking a look at the uh, comic book series written by Matt Fraction and drawn by David Aya, Aja, Aya, Aya uh, Hawkeye. So tune in in two weeks to check that out. I will. All right. See you then, Elliot.